what's going on everyone welcome back to the training and trading with matt podcast spirituality episode number one let's get into it um so like you know hold on one second every single time i do a podcast episode i'm trying to pause the intro and it won't pause on my there we go anyway as you know every episode we propose a question and then we try to answer that question so um what we're going to be asking today is i've actually wanted to do this for a long time um and i've changed some stuff up like what i would talk about numerous times so finally we're recording it and here we go so the question we're going to ask right now is are we in the midst of a spiritual war and i personally do believe we are um just because of what is going on since the beginning of the pandemic probably like that's my my per like this is how i put it um i've been spiritually spiritually awake for a long time i know um my mother says to me you're more spiritually um inclined than other people or most people um and i never noticed it directly myself until the pandemic happened because I could literally sit there with my mother. We could start talking about spirituality and all this stuff. Um, But I never really thought really intuitively into it, I guess. Um, I think I'm using the right words there, but um, anywho, during the pandemic, I kind of just sat back and watched things unravel. And I was like, there is something going on here. Um, And one of the things that I noticed was no one was asking questions. And I say this whenever I talk to people about it. I said, I'm like, as children, literally take like, I don't know, anywhere between, I would say the ages of when they can start talking, which is probably around one maybe, and like go and tell they're five. Okay, and you see this a lot, kids asking why, 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 to the point where it gets friggin' annoying, okay, and take a step back and ask why the kids are asking that question, why, with a question mark. When you look at it, they're going to the parent who has been around for anywhere, depending on when you have kids, but let's say 30 years, for example. Um, they're going to that parent and they're literally saying, Hey, you've been here for longer. Explain this to me. Like I'm five. Cause I'm five. Cause I want to learn from you about my environment. Okay. And they may ask the same question multiple times about because the, they don't understand the concept of how you're trying to explain it, or even you're explaining something like, why is the sky blue? Like a kids will ask mom or dad, why is the sky blue? And obviously the parent tries to explain it to the best of their abilities to someone who is five. Okay. And the kid might ask it again and then the parent explain. So this is the one thing, like you're trying to learn about your environment when you're that age, even though we're trying to learn about our environment for many, many years. But during that time, oops, sorry, during that time, no one really says stop asking questions. Okay. Unless you're really annoyed, which 
I would suggest parents, when your kids are that age and they ask questions, do not shoot them down if they're asking questions. If they're asking a question that's hard for you to um, answer, okay, if the kid goes, why do people die? And you're like, that's kind of a hard topic to talk about to a five-year-old, okay? Then I would suggest take some time like, hey, um, let me think about the best way to approach this to explain it to you. Okay. And then I've noticed, so you're five years old, then you started going to the school system. And I noticed that I'm not, obviously I'm not blaming teachers on this. I'm blaming the system itself. Um, that it's like, you're not allowed to ask questions. Okay. You're just supposed to take whoever's spewing out the information at face value. That's how I see the school system. Okay. Although, although I do see some, some slight changes now where I think teachers are getting fed up with how the system is run and they're being pushed to a breaking point where they might just leave the system and start their own damn thing. But anywho, so it's basically... That's one of the things when it comes to spirituality is asking a lot of questions. And during the pandemic, there was none of that stuff. There was no one asking questions about anything. And if you did ask questions, unfortunately, you were labeled as a conspiracy theorist. But that's for future discussion later on in this episode. So let's talk, first of all, of what spirit, what humans, what the human spirit is, what spirituality. So the human spirit is the um, essence of who we are as individuals. I want you to remember the word individuals because it's very, very important to what is going on. It represents individuality, creativity, and our personal consciousness. It's what makes us uh, unique beings from other life forms that are on this planet and other human beings that are on this planet. Okay. And one of the things we want to do is to protect it. Why should we protect it? Okay. Again, It's to maintain the individuality. Okay. Hold on one sec. I just want to check something real quick. So I'm going to, I'm going to, the, the common theme of this episode is individuality. So why do we protect it to maintain our individuality? Now I'm going to tell a story. So recently this week I was at my job. And I heard an individual talking to a child and they were bringing the child to the office. And the person was like, the adult in, the, in this conversation between the child was, but aren't you your own in, um, individual person? And the kid was like, but it was a TikTok. It was just a TikTok. And the per- person stopped in the hallway, but yes, it was just a TikTok or it was a TikTok. But you are your own person. You can make your own individual decisions. And then it continued down the hall. And I sat there and I said, wow. At least there's some people that are still understand individuality. Because this kid, I don't really know what age they were. Maybe between the ages of seven to nine, most likely was thinking that it was okay to do something because it was on TikTok. 
and because the collective was doing it on social media. As an individual, they made a choice to follow the collective. And then what happened? They got in trouble because it's a rule that you should be doing whatever that was. Now, this is where individual, like this is why individuality is so important because instead of following the masses, okay, and just doing what everybody else does, okay, you're doing what you should be doing. Now, one could argue that everybody sees things differently, which is correct. So if I personally think that what I should be doing is A, B, and C, and I think that's the best thing for me, and everybody else does A, B, and C, and someone who does CBA or whatever looks at me like I'm doing something wrong. You could argue that that perspective, okay? Now, back to uh, human spirit. So, obviously, why do we need to protect it? It gives us uh, um, individuality and leads us away from what this kid did was, oh, I just saw a TikTok and everybody's doing it on TikTok, so I'm going to do it too, okay? Not to say that this kid was like, oh, I need to follow the collective like a robot. They weren't doing that. They just wanted to do it. And my other question was, I don't know why the hell this kid has TikTok or a phone. I don't know why and whatever. That's a, that's a topic for another day. Why do we need to protect it? It gives us a a sense of self and it allows us to be connected with the world around us. Again, if you have human spirit and children are born with the most pure spirit, okay, that's why they ask questions because they want to be more connected to the environment around them, the world around them. Hence the reason why they ask so many questions. They're pure, okay, and then you're shaped by your environment around you, and society around you, unfortunately. Okay, if that society is a negative society, okay, for example, when you look at um, the revolution in China or the um, rise of uh, Nazism in Germany, they didn't go to the individuals who were adults that were set in their own ways, their individual ways. Okay. They went after children first. They instilled their ideologies in those children. Those children grew up and then formed a collective way of thinking, which led to the death of millions upon millions of people. Okay. So this is the problem where children are the most pure form of human beings and then they're shaped by a very corrupt society. Okay. Because obviously they want to be connected to the world around them. Now, one thing I will say, the connection to the world around you. If you watch every dystopian movie, whether it's The Matrix or what's another one? Um there's one. There's three different movies. I forgot what it is. Oh shit. Anywho, um Divergent, there you go. In every dystopian movie, the main character who's trying to break out of the dystopian thing or take down the dystopian society and get people thinking for themselves, every single one, the individual feels a sense that there's more out there than what's just given to them at face value. They feel a, a lack of connection to the world around us. 
or the world around them, sorry. That's what I meant to say. Okay. And then they start asking questions to gain connection to the world around them, to gain an understanding of the world around them, just like children are doing. Okay. We lacked that during the pandemic. We've always, we've literally lacked that for years upon years, taking things at face value. Okay. And we'll get to that later in, in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, podcast episode. Okay. Another thing too, with the connection with the world around us. Okay. And, and, um, human beings like losing their spirit for many years now. Um, one of the things people might feel, um, that they're a cog in the machine. Okay. Or like you'll hear like the rat race. And one thing people will joke, and I'll even joke myself, is, oh, I'm just a number. This is one of the reasons why we have to protect spirituality, okay, is I'm just a number. Whatever I say doesn't really matter because I'm just a number. I'm just a cog in the machine. And I joke about that, okay? And I used to joke, like, before, I was just like, well, this is what life is, and this is what I have to do. Now, it's just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to be a cog in the machine. I don't want to be a part of the rat race. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Okay. I want to be different than everybody else. Okay. When you say you're just a number, you're, it's almost like the reason why you have to protect spirituality is because you're being subjugated to the whims of, of those who seek to control us. Now you're like, Oh my God, that's a conspiracy. There's, no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Okay. Do I believe we went to the moon? I'm probably 90% sure we went to the moon. Um, do I believe the earth is flat? Absolutely not. No, I do not believe the earth is flat. Okay. But I am willing to look at both sides to the coin. I am not willing to take things at face value. I will always take my own perspective on things. For example, one of the more recent individuals who was very prominent on social media, Andrew Tate. Okay. There are a lot of people out there that would take what he says at face value and are like his lackeys. Okay. I know I might get shit on from by them and I really don't care because these, those people are irrelevant to my being. Okay. And there are going to be people that are going to shit on me just for mentioning his name. Again, those people, you can say what you want. I don't give a shit. You have no merit or effect on my being and my life. I really don't care about you and what you have to say. But I will say this. So the point with Andrew Tate, do I agree with everything he says? Absolutely not. Do I agree with some of the things he says? Yes. There are some things where it's just like, dude, you sound like an idiot. And there's some things where it's like, yes, you make a lot of sense when you're saying that. Okay. But the part of the problem is with individuals like him, a lot of the stuff he says is taken out of context. And this is the, this is a part of the problem with the world nowadays is everything is 15 second videos. 
and you cannot take things fully in context in 15 seconds, if you're doing that, okay, you are subjugated to the whims of people who seek to control you. Okay, this is why you should say, hey, what is this person talking about? You pause the video and you do your own research. You ask why, why is this person saying this? What are they talking about? You need to ask your questions. Stop formulating your opinions, okay, based on 15-second videos or 15-second clips or two-minute conversations on the news. You cannot get a full grasp of what somebody is saying on two-minute conversations or 15-second little clips because, again, you're allowing external forces to screw with your spirituality. Because what they're trying to do, for lack of a better term, is control the way you think about specific things. Okay? So, why do we need to protect human spirituality? Um, so, yes, it should be protected at all costs. Okay? So we can continue to live on our own terms, free from external influence. Okay, with a sense of purpose and meaning. That's one of the things people might argue, the millennial generation and even Gen Z, they lack purpose. So what they do is instead of going out and finding their purpose, they adopt a purpose that is cool at the moment. Okay, it's one of the things. Hence the reason why you have all the debauchery going on in this world is because instead of going out and saying, hey, I want to solve this problem. Instead of doing that, they just find the easiest problem to solve, okay, and latch onto it like one of those, um, what are they called? Those fish that attach to the bottom of, of, a, of a shark, okay? That's basically what they do. They attach onto that and they go full beans into that ideology and they just become another cog in the machine for that ideology. Okay? And they're being controlled by the people who can who are the puppeteers of that of that ideology. Now, <clears throat> let's move on to I want to talk about the global perspective and um COVID and a couple of other things. So, first of all, actually before we talk about that. One of the things that I mentioned while talking about uh, spirituality is individuals will seek to control um, you through a number of ways. One of them is appealing to your emotions. One of them is appealing, appealing to your fear. One of them is appealing to your anger. Now, you can look at these right now. Look at those three things. So emotions, fear, and anger. Okay, or just emotions in general, okay, because fear and anger are emotions. So look at that, look at emotions, and then look back at COVID and how whoever was in control was appealing to those emotions, whether you were scared or you were fearful or you were angry, okay, or you were frustrated. Were those people appealing to your emotions to give you a sense of, Oh, everything's going to be okay. Now, if you're saying yes to those things because, you know what? 
more often than not, 100% of, I think 100% of people would agree with that statement, that people out there were appealing to people's fears and emotions and whatever. Now, this comes into question, is do we actually live in a democracy? Okay, I'm going to play a clip. Let me plug in my phone here real quick. Because I want to play a clip that I saw, and I was like, it'd be really good for this episode. Hold on one second. Go to Instagram. Well, let me start this again. Isn't always good. Even Socrates, the founding father of Greek philosophy, was pessimistic about one of ancient Greece's most profound achievements, establishing the first democracy of its kind. Socrates argued that if you sent the ship to sea, you wouldn't give everyone an equal say in how that ship operates. So then why do we think just anyone should be fit to judge who should rule a country? Socrates said voting is a skill, not an intuition. He wasn't an elitist, and he didn't think that only a select few should be able to vote. But rather, you had to display that you had thought rationally and deeply about the issues at hand before you could. Socrates said that there had to be a distinction made between intellectual democracy and a democracy of birthright, arguing that if everyone and anyone got to vote, then you disconnect wisdom from the act of voting, which he worried would lead to what Greek philosophers feared the most, demagoguery. This is where people would elect leaders who manipulate them by preying on their emotions. So there you go. Hold on, I should mute this. So I'm going to quickly define what demagoguery is. Go away. So demagoguery is often used by those who have control and influence in the world to manipulate and control the masses. Demagoguery involves using uh, emotive and perceptive language or persuasive language, sorry, appeals to fear and anger, okay, and playing on people's deepest desires and fears to gain support and power, okay? It's a dangerous tool that can lead, uh, that can be used to f- uh, further the interests of those people in power, often at the expense of the general population. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for that. Now, I want you to ask yourself, do you think that during the pandemic or even look back at let's say earlier in the decade so the pandemic happened in 2020 so in 2010 what happened okay even earlier than that in the in the 2000s early 2000s what happened during that time if you have to go back and look go back and look and see any big things that happened to the world okay And then look at what individuals in power said to calm the masses. Now, then you tell me, okay, hold on a second. And then you look at how those people, first of all, what they said to the masses, okay? Um, And then what they promised to try to get reelected, okay? And then I want you to think, do we live in a democracy or some form of demagoguery where these people just appeal to those to, to the masses during some time of fear where something happens, okay, in order to gain more influence. Because I'll say this again. Hold on one second here. <clears throat> it's dangerous because it can be used to further the interests of those people in power, often to express, uh, uh, to, um, at the expense, sorry, of the peop- of the general population. Now, 
For example, I like to use this example a lot. Nancy Pelosi, who was recently the Speaker of the House in the United States of America, got paid, I think, $200,000 a year, anywhere between one hundred and eighty dollars and $200,000 a year. But she was worth $200 million. Explain to me how that is possible. Okay, there were numerous reports of her buying up specific stock options or selling stock options or whatever right before major situations in the States happened, either bills were passed or uh, money was spent in a specific area, then what she eventually profited off of. Okay. Now, she's not the only one that does this. I just use her as an example. Every single politician is guilty of that. Okay. So, do we live in a democracy or a demagoguery? Okay. Are we allowing people who seek to control us? Okay. Are we allowing people in power who seek to control us? Are we being subjugated to the whims of the people who seek to control us? Okay. That's what you have to ask yourself because in my opinion, that's what's happening. Okay. It's literally a spiritual war that's happening right now. And it's been happening for a very, very, very long time. Okay. And we just sit back. Okay. And we're like, oh, there's nothing we can do. We're just a cog in the machine, a part of the rat race. I'm just a number. And that's not true. There are ways you can get out of the system. Okay. And fight back. And one of them is building your spiritual, your spiritual health. Okay, so now let's look. Since let's look at the more recent stuff of what's going on. So you have COVID, you have the lockdowns. I don't really like saying this, but to me, it's mandatory vaccinations. Okay, especially if you're being um, told it's either you take a vaccine or you lose your job. And then digital tracking. For example, digital tracking in Canada was a stupid ArriveCan app. Okay, and there's a lot of digital tracking going on. So look back at COVID and how many of those politicians or world leaders that were appealing to people's emotions, okay, to gain power over people, over the general population, okay? And one could argue, well, they were doing it for the health of everybody, blah, 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 blah. You can go down that path, okay? But... There is a point in time where you have to draw a line in the sand. Because do these things destroy your personal sovereignty? Okay. Yes, they do. In my opinion, they come after your personal sovereignty, your individuality. It's you're not allowed to be an individual. You have to follow these rules. And if you don't follow these these rules, we're either going to put you in prison or... We're going to fine you with impunity. Okay. Now people could say, but there's normal laws already, blah, 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 blah. Yes, there are normal laws, but most of those things 
don't affect your everyday life. Like generally speaking, if you drive faster than what the posted speed limit is, you're most likely going to get into an accident and you're going to hurt yourself. Okay. You know, that's what's going to happen. Okay. For example, you don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now if you've taken the vaccine. Okay. You know for a fact that driving a vehicle very fast and then coming to an abrupt stop is going to hurt you. Okay. You don't know with taking a vaccine that was, they'll say, oh, we did 10 years of research in three months. No, you didn't. Did you time travel? Apparently you can't do 10 years of research in three months. Okay. Then with the personal, let's go, okay, the lockdowns. People could argue that, oh, but the lockdowns, you know, they kept they kept people away, social distancing. Okay. But do you know the ramifications of locking people away from other people? Like, is the current threat, is the current, the point I'm making is the current threat Worse than the outcome of doing something. Okay. And the answer to that question is no. And we found that out now. Okay. Let's go to the next thing, which they're trying to push now. And they're really talking about is climate change. Okay. So you have, oh, we got to go. Everybody's got to have it or we're never going. We're not going to sell any more gas cars by 2030 or whatever only cars are going to be sold are ev cars okay do we are we do building the infrastructure to accommodate those evs the answer is no they are not our current grid cannot handle that and the grid in 10 years will not be able to handle that then you have things like smart cities and a carbon tax, okay? And a potential thing is carbon credits. Now, again, they will they will say to you, oh my God, we're all going to be underwater by 2030. Oh my God, the world is going to heat up by 10 degrees. Now, even now too with climate change, there's a new show that came out called The Last of Us, which is really, really good. And I would advise everybody to watch it because it's a great show. But now, oh, scientists are worried that the, with the 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 earth warming this potentially could actually be a thing it's just like stop like they are trying to scare you into submission that is what's going on they're trying to scare you so you'll start thinking as a group instead of thinking as an individual they do not want you asking questions they do not want you thinking for yourself and being an individual they're trying to destroy your spirit so that you will follow their edicts you will be subjugated to the whims of the people who seek to control us. Then you have digital IDs, which are like social credit scores. Okay. Um, hold on a second here. And then you have CBDCs. Now, those two things, this is, this is the thing where I want people to really understand that 
all of these things are interconnected with one another. So from COVID to climate change, you have digital IDs. They're going to try to push dig- digital IDs. For example, I'm pretty sure Justin Trudeau just had a meeting with some um, um, the country's uh, premiers and basically said that if you don't do some sort of a health digital ID, we're going to cut your funding. Okay. Now, a digital ID could be used for everything. And people might be like, oh, digital ID, that's everything in one place. No, that's not good. Because then it's connected to your social media. Okay. It's connected to every aspect of your life. You didn't get your shot. You're not allowed to go here. Um, you're late on a bill. You can't go here. You um, posted something on Twitter that goes against whatever. You can't do this. You can't do that. You need to do all of these things. There's no individualities. You need to follow these, all these rules. Okay. That's the issue here. There, you you need to be a part of the collective. Okay. And the problem with a collective is that it could produce. It can produce things that happened in the past. Because we do not learn from history. We always say, oh, we, we got to learn from history. We got to learn from history. We got to learn from history. Do we actually learn from history? No, we don't. History repeats itself because human beings can't learn. Because they don't learn. Because they allow people to destroy their spirituality. Okay? So they could be controlled. The same thing from digital IDs, same thing goes with CBDCs. You had too much meat already this month. Now you're only now you're only allowed to eat th- these products. Oh, did too much driving around? Now you can't drive your car, or now you can't buy gas or whatever the hell it is. And then I want okay. The other thing before we move on, the other thing I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself, is all of these things, climate change. Let's look. At, let's look at COVID. They did lockdowns. You weren't allowed to leave your house. You couldn't exercise outside. You had to get vaccinated to go places. You had to get vaccinated to keep your job. You were subjugated to digital ID tracking. I want you to ask yourself, how many of the people who subjugated you you to their control, okay, to their whims, f- actually followed all those rules? How many politicians were actually caught breaking COVID lockdown rules and going to restaurants or getting haircuts or having parties and then it came out in the news. Hey, by the way, this person did this. This person did that. They took it was rules for thee, but not for me. Okay, going on climate change. Okay, they uh, these these people complain about climate change, and then they go to the WEF every year and they fly their private jets there. What you can't all get on one plane and fly there. You have to all get on 150 private jets and all fly there. And then take helicopter rides from the from the private airport to the to Davos, which costs which causes more carbon. How much carbon are you putting out to the atmosphere to tell us we have to reduce our carbon, or telling poor countries you have to reduce your carbon? You're not allowed to have economic growth. Okay, and then it comes down to car, like for example with climate change carbon credit carbon credits, you'll be allotted a certain amount of carbon credits, but. They'll be so expensive. You can't buy more, regular person, but I'm a rich politician. I can buy more carbon credits so I can use them. Oh, I'm I'm using my carbon credits. But you can always buy more. 
But you, a person who works a nine to five job at whatever, are not able to buy more. Okay? Or when it comes to their oh digital ID, you think they're not going to be able to do whatever the hell they want to do. And you'll be subjugated to, oh, I can't leave my home today because I had the sniffles. My temperature last night was 100 degrees and now my doctor knows. And now he put in a thing where I can't leave my home. I have to get tested, this, that, and the other thing. I have to be updated on my... So again, ask yourself, are we in a war on a global scale against spirituality? 100%. And it's been going on. If not for, for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, it's been going on for thousands of years, in my opinion, with a lot of the things that's happened in, in, in history. Okay? So you have a global attack by governments and by non-government agencies who apparently are allowed to set policy even though they haven't been elected. Because we don't, in my opinion, we don't live in a democracy. We live in demagoguery. And they're literally attacking spirituality. Then you have personal attacks. You have people, the, the, the mask versus, this is obviously during the pandemic, the mask versus no mask. So if you didn't wear a mask during the pandemic, you got shit on. And then now what's happening is if you wear a mask now, you still get shit on, which, is, which blows my mind. If you were unvaccinated or unwilling to partake in vaccines during the pandemic, you were shit on. And now if you're vaccinated... People are making fun of you because, oh, look, you you fell for it. Look at all the, the health ramifications now that are coming out. Or, oh, you need to get your fourth booster, your fifth booster. Okay. You have your pro versus anti-lockdown people. And next you're going to have your pro climate or your pro lockdown, uh, climate lockdown and your pro and your anti-climate lockdown people. Um. And then if you ask any questions during the pandemic or even about climate change or even about digital IDs or about CBD, uh, CBDCs, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist just for asking questions, which is kind of ridiculous. Just because you have an individual thought, you need to be beaten down. No, you're not allowed to do that. Go along with whatever whatever's there. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast series because I want to talk about spirituality more. I want to go more in depth with spirituality and talk about the global attack on um, on um, femininity and masculinity and spirituality in those aspects as well. But I'm going to end off now because I want to do this uh, a quick episode here. So I saw a clip on TikTok by a individual named Kylie Worsley. I think that's what her name is. Um, and there's a saying that Jordan Peterson, well, I don't know, Jordan Peterson didn't come up with it, but he says that a lot, that it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Now, I always thought about that saying as the idea like the the idea behind the quote is that being a warrior in a garden or being prepared for a battle even though there's no war is better to be, than being a gardener in a war or being unprepared when conflict arises okay and now one thing i did say during the beginning of the pandemic is 
If people think it's bad now, just wait until shit really hits the fan. Because there was a lot of people losing their minds. Okay, during the, they were so scared during the pandemic that when, and I, uh, I would say when, when war clacks off, because there's a potential for it with rising powers and powers that were once powerful falling, war tends to break out. When the bombs start dropping and you freaked out over something this, in my opinion, this small, because this was not big, in my opinion. That's my personal opinion. Okay, when you were losing your mind over something this small, you're going to lose your, you're, you're not going to survive a war that happens. So you need to be spiritually tough because when you look at it, you, you wake up and there's spiritual shit that happens every day. Okay, there's, there's a spiritual attack that happens almost every single day. And if you're not cut out to, like, obviously being a, a gardener in a war, you're not going to survive when the war actually breaks out. But what this individual was saying is, and I, and I use it in both of these contexts now, what she was saying, she goes, she really under, um, understands the essence of what that quote is. And basically how she says it is, it's better to be capable of hurting someone, whether that's spiritually, emotionally, physically, or whatever. You want to be capable of that, but then choose not to do it. That's what the essence of what that saying is. And I, I've been using that lately in my life when I talk to people because there's things now that are going on in my life too where people are imposing their, their whims or their wills on others around me or even myself. Okay, and I always say it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And people ask me, what does that mean? I say, it's better to be capable of imposing yourself on someone or hurting someone, but then choosing not to act on that. You want to be capable of doing something without actually doing it to that person. And this goes with the same thing with personal attacks during the COVID or even personal attacks that are going to come. If you're able to attack someone because they want to wear a mask or they don't want to wear a mask, and you're able to rip them a new one because you think it's socially acceptable. Don't. You're capable of doing that, but you should not act on that because you don't know what that person's going through or you shouldn't want that person to go through the same shit you have. And this goes even for world leaders. Okay? We call them world leaders. Not world bosses. A boss is there to impose like a boss although they shouldn't but a boss is there to impose their edicts on other people there's a a meme of, of that there's a boss a boss sitting behind a desk and a bunch of workers in front of them pulling the desk it's almost you can you can almost imagine like um building the pyramids or whatever there's a a, a person sitting on top of a block screaming at them to move the block forward while they're sitting on top of it okay that's a boss a leader is the one at the front of the pack helping out and pulling with the rest of the people. We don't have leaders of, of our countries. They're not leaders. They're bosses. They're telling you what you have to do 
they they'll they'll say and appeal to your emotions and fears. Oh, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. No, we're not. You're looking out for your best interests. You're trying to beat down my spirit. So I break and fall to my knees, okay, and are at the whims of what you want to happen. That's what's going on now. And we all got to start thinking it's, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war, okay? And use both perspectives of that saying in our lives. I want to be mentally prepared. I want to be physically prepared. I want to be financially prepared for the shit that's going to hit the fan. Okay, you want to be that warrior and then hope that the shit does not hit the fan. You want to be financially prepared, spiritually, uh, uh, physically prepared, and um, emotionally prepared to be able to wreak havoc if you have to and not have to actually do that and choose not to. I'm going to leave it there for this episode. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what, what I'll say. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you on the next episode. Or I won't see you, but you'll hear me on the next episode. How about that? Anyways, hope you have a good week. Catch you on the next one. Thank <laughs> you.